0: This is Crohn's and Colitis Foundation Perspectives on ReachMD. The following episode is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation and the American Gastroenterological Association. Welcome to the Bellagio Hotel and the second annual Crohn's and Colitis Foundation meeting. My name is Athos Bousferos. I'm the Associate Director of the IBD Center at Boston Children's Hospital and Professor of Pediatrics. At Harvard Medical School. My name is Andrew Grossman. I am
1: the co-director of the Pediatric Inflammatory Bowel Disease Center at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and an associate professor of pediatrics at the Perlman School of Medicine at the University of Pennsylvania.
0: So Andrew, we had a very exciting pediatric uh, workshop yesterday with outstanding speakers. I'd be curious to know what you think the one or two biggest takeaways for you from the meeting was.
1: I think what we really learned about was the importance first of care stratification, understanding what the factors are that we can utilize to help understand which of our patients are most likely to progress to have more severe disease, which will give us the ability to then. Recommend more aggressive therapy if that's necessary. But the other take home point was the importance of understanding the use of proactive therapeutic drug monitoring, particularly with the biological therapies. It's an emerging field where there is data that is coming out nearly every month, but I think we learned that optimizing those therapies is critically important if we are to achieve uh, mucosal healing and disease remission.
0: So when you talk about risk stratification or care stratification, and let's just take it to the patient, if you have a a patient with, say, newly diagnosed Crohn's disease, what factors might you use to help determine whether that patient is at high risk for complications And if they need early use of a biologic, for example.
1: Well, one of the things that's a little complicated in some of the past pediatric studies is that young age in and of itself was a factor. But I think within the pediatric age group, we're looking at patients who have small bowel disease, who have perianal disease. And what we learned yesterday is there may be an emerging role for looking at certain serologic markers to determine those who may be at higher risk. Although I think understanding that in pediatrics is a few steps away. Yeah.
0: So I agree with you. I have not been routinely utilizing serologies in my clinical practice, but based on the data presented yesterday regarding serologies that's now been validated in the risk study, I may be thinking about utilizing serologies and possibly even nod to genotyping to help risk stratify my patients. Otherwise, I'm left with Clinical things like exactly very right. severe disease or growth failure, for example.
1: And, and I think those are really good points. So all those clinical factors are important. When we originally learned about these serologic markers or not, too, it was thought that they would help us with diagnosis. But what I think we're learning now is in the importance might be in those we've already diagnosed, thinking about risk stratification.
0: Great. And moving on to therapeutic drug monitoring, you gave a wonderful talk yesterday on that. But for the person who's actually treating the patient with active disease and wants to use a biologic, let's talk about different biologics and how you might implement therapeutic drug monitoring, beginning with infliximab.
1: Right. So I think the most data that we've seen so far is an infliximab, and it is very clear that the utilization of reactive monitoring, checking therapeutic levels in a patient in whom you are concerned that they have active disease, has been validated in multiple studies and is recommended by the AGA uh, per their guidelines. The harder part is proactive therapeutic drug monitoring. I think we're still learning about that, whether we should be checking therapeutic drug levels in those who are not yet flaring, but to see if they're doing well. My personal approach, which I think is validated by observational studies, is that we should be optimizing the dose early in pediatric patients to try and achieve a certain trough with infliximab, maybe in the 5 to 10 range, Uh, understanding that uh, from other data that was presented at our session, that multiple, many patients in the pediatric age group do require higher doses.
0: So do you typically for Crohn's use the drug level of infliximab at week 14 and then if it's below five increase or what do you do there?
1: That is my practice right now to do it at week 14. We saw some data yesterday regarding doing it earlier. I think the complexity of that is an additional blood draw as Uh, opposed to checking it at the time of the next infusion. I think we're going to learn about that and hopefully some more data would come, but that is my uh, current uh, practice. And then if, in fact, the level is below target, to escalate the dose and recheck again in the future to try to achieve that target range.
0: And if the level is, say, at a good level, but the patient's not responding well, let's say it's over 10 for infliximab, do you then start thinking about changing treatment or do you escalate further?
1: I think at that point, it's important to really look at the entire picture. And one of the major points is we're not just looking at drug levels, we're looking at how the patient is doing clinically as well. So I think it's incumbent upon us to use some of the markers of disease to determine whether this is actually active disease versus perhaps something else like irritable bowel syndrome. If, in fact, I have higher levels and have confirmed active disease, uh, then my thought would be to consider whether it's mechanistic failure and whether this is a patient who needs to maybe be on combination therapy or a different biologic. There are some caveats to that, including with perianal disease, we've seen data in adults and now pediatrics that perhaps you do need higher levels than 10 in order to achieve uh, your remission.
0: Great, and for my last question, Tell me how you use therapeutic drug monitoring with other biologics. I
1: think that's a little more complicated. We don't have as much data regarding that. Currently, we are utilizing reactive therapeutic drug monitoring with adalimumab, and we are also, in many cases, trying to use proactive uh, drug monitoring when someone's in this steady state, although admittedly we don't have as much data regarding the proper ranges. Uh, for uh, betalizumab and ustekinumab. There is no pediatric data regarding this, so I think it might be a little early to comment, although some of the emerging data suggests there will be a role for that as well.
0: Great. Thank you very much for participating yeah, in that. the Congress, and we look forward to seeing you next year here. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Crohn's and Colitis Foundation Perspectives. To access other episodes of this series, visit ReachMD.com foundation, where you can be part of the knowledge.